thank you for coming this afternoon. Um, what I have on my mind this afternoon, reading from Psalms 122, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Uh, this was not my favorite scripture growing up. <laughs> I wasn't always glad to go to the house of the Lord. About three years ago, Lord kind of snatched me up, um, put my feet on a higher ground, if you want to say, put my feet upon a rock, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad when Sunday morning comes around, when the doors of the house of God are open. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. We need to get up and we need to go. Okay, we need to be glad. He says in Psalms 121, he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence my help cometh. Our help comes from the hills. Our help comes from above. Our help is in the Lord. Now you can ask me for help. I may can give it to you. I may have to check my calendar or to tell you I may be able to help you tomorrow. I'm busy today. I've got a lot ahead of me. But as children of God in this world, I need help now. And where's that help going to come from? It's going to come from the Lord. It's going to come from the hills. That's where our strength and our refuge is. It comes from the Lord. He says, when I lift up my eyes, you know, Peter looked down upon the troublesome sea. He took his eyes from the hills. He took his eyes on Jesus. That's where Jesus is. And we know he's everywhere present and he's nowhere absent. But that's where our help comes from. It's easy to forget. We come to the house of God. We look, come to the house of God to look up. Look up to where our help cometh from. He says, my help cometh from where? The Lord, which made heaven and earth. I get emails all the time, <laughs> you know, interesting facts about how the world's billions of years old, how this was made centuries ago, and the stars in heaven, the sun's fading away, and the moon, you know, they can tell scientists, it's a bunch of hogwash. It's because they, <laughs> they're looking out upon things of this earth and calculating. They don't know the real, true, and living God. He says very plainly, very plainly, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not, what? Slumber. You know, Elijah, he started to mock the people in Second First Kings. He says, it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them. They were calling on Baal, a lifeless God. He said, cry aloud, for he's a God. Either he's talking or he's pursuing or he's in a journey or poor adventure. He sleepeth and must be awake. He must be awake. That's, that's where their God is. Their God cannot help. Our God can. And we need to be looking towards him. We need to be in the house of God. We need to be glad. When, in a couple of weeks when it's a Friday night and we got a lot of else things we need to be going, that's going on that, to draw our attention away from the hills. And bring our eyes down low, the more important things. But we need to be here. It's where our help comes from. It's not going to come from other people. They're going to let you down. They're going to let you down. Not our God. He's the one that made the heaven and the earth. He is the almighty 
the all-powerful. He says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is your keeper, okay? He's preserver of his children. The Lord has preserved several things in this world and I think are the most important things and mean the, one of the most important things to me is the per preservation of the saints. He's preserved the saints. He's preserved his what? His word. He's preserved his church. Now he hasn't uh, promised to preserve anything else in this world. Man tries to preserve animals. They try to preserve trees. And man quickly just tears them up. We have from the beginning. When Adam sinned, it, it, a curse was brought upon the earth. And man's tried to preserve things all their life. But God, in his ultimate wisdom, has preserved three different things. He's preserved his word. What's he say in Psalms 12 and 6? He says, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. He said, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt what? Preserve them from this generation forever. As long as this earth remains, the Lord thought enough to preserve what? His word for his children that he has what? Preserved. We need the word of God. If you had list of five most important things you do before you leave the house, some might you know, brush my teeth, take a shower, you know, put on some deodorant, put on some clothes, you know. If you have five most important things to do before you left the house every morning, it should be in the word of God. If you had one thing, that would be all you need to go out and face this world in which we live. It should be that important. It was that important to the Lord to preserve his word. He preserved his children, but he preserved his word as well. And he also preserved his church. He says in Matthew chapter 16, he asked him who, who the son of man, who do they say he is? He said, some said John the Baptist, some said Elias, and other Jeremiah, and one of them prophets. He said, by whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered unto him, said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. That's how I know that what we believe is the word of truth. We have the word of truth. We have the preserved word of truth. We know that flesh and blood are not going to teach somebody to be a child of God. It's only the Son of God who speaks life into them. He says, Flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. He says unto thee, Thou art Peter, which means a stone. And upon this what? Upon this rock. Who is our rock? It's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The devil and his angels have a lot of power here on earth. But we know that God has all power in heaven and earth. And he's overcame his enemies. He's overcame the devil. He's overcame the grave. He's overcame sin. He has more power than the devil. But the devil... He says, he goes to the umpth degree. He says, not the gates of hell shall prevail against it. His church, along with his word, he preserved as long as earth remains until he comes back. I thought about this the other day and talked about the preservation of the saints and how we believe in the tulip doctrine and total depravity. You know, you got to understand depravity and man to understand grace. But, you know, total depravity is basically man will not, cannot... <laughs> Shall not, you can put any kind of notch you want on there, but he ain't going to do it. He's totally depraved. You know, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness unto him. That's why they're 
He cannot receive them. They're foolishness unto him. What else is it? He says that you can't, he can't even know them. You can't teach them. You can't preach them. You can take a guy who can sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> I know a lot of good salesmen. My older brother, he was a real good one. We went to him all the time for excuses to tell mom and dad how to get out of trouble. <laughs> but <laughs> not even my older brother could do that. He couldn't teach somebody to be a child of God. Only God can do it. Man is totally and utterly depraved. He cannot, shall not, will not, whatever not you want to put on it. We believe in unconditional election. That God chose the people before time ever began. He chose them. He called them. He justified them. And he'll glorify them. They're, we are preserved in Jesus Christ. We are preserved in the blood of Jesus Christ. I love preservation. My Mimah used to preserve Blackberry preserves. And it's awesome as Mima was. <laughs> she wasn't a master preserver. <laughs> she lost a lot of preserves, I'm sure, along the way. Wasn't because she didn't try hard enough. It's just because she, she couldn't. Nobody can. Nobody can preserve like the Lord. You see movies all the time where, you know, you call in this master locksmith or this master whatever. You know, the only one in the whole world that can do this. You know, they make all kind of movies about this stuff. I'm telling you, there's one master preserver, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He has preserved us from everlasting to everlasting. He chose us in unconditional election, predestined us into the adoption of his children. That's unconditional election in, in the tulip doctrine. We believe in limited atonement or definite atonement. He died for a limited or a certain amount of people, no more or no less. God knows his children. They know his name. They hear his voice. They come and follow him. Why? He's preserving them. Everything in the covenant of the grace that he executes is going to come to pass. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. And then he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also what? Glorified. That's preservation. Everybody who's glorified is the ones he foreknew. Everybody he glorifies is the one he predestinated to be with him forever and ever and ever. That's glorification. That's preservation. We, we believe in the preservation of saints. You know what that means? We believe in once saved, always saved. That's where that is. When you say that to somebody and they disagree with you, they don't believe in the preservation of the saints. It's God that does the preservation. It's not us doing the persevering. We ought to persevere. There's no doubt about that. We should preach that until we draw our last breath. Apostle Paul said he fought a good fight. He finished his course. He kept the faith. God bless him. He did it. But we all should strive towards the mark of the high calling. But God has preserved us. He said, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor by moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and coming in. From this time forth, for even forevermore. When? How long, Brother Tim? Forevermore. We have that comfort. We can look for that city as those did back in the day. They looked for a city not built with hands. Why could they do that? Because they knew they were preserved in Jesus Christ. The promises they didn't receive, but they looked for a city. That's what we should be doing. We should be looking for that city. It's for sure. It's for sure. Why? Because God is sure. And God has did the preserving. He is the one that preserved thy going out and thy coming in. You know, I've said this before, but Tabitha is driving now, and I can't protect her. I can't preserve her days. She's got to go out. I can't. I can put a roof over her head, and I can put a car in her hands, 
and I can give her food and shelter. I can give her clothes to protect her, to preserve her life for just one more day, to make it one more day. But I can't protect her from all evil. God can. He said he, he's preserved thy going out and thy coming in. We believe in a God of providence, okay? A God of providence, a preserver. He said he's preserved his in and going out. That's the God we, we serve. And he's not only preserved his word, he's not preserved his church. He's preserved us. He's preserved our going in and coming out. I love preservation. I love, I love that end on the tulip doctrine. The irresistible grace. Why is it irresistible? You can't resist it. <laughs> Nobody's going to, we've heard it before, ain't nobody said, he saved me. Lord have mercy, I don't want to be saved. No, no, he makes all things new. And he's going to carry out the covenant of grace. He's going to carry out that to that one and final day. First Thessalonians 4 and 16. He says that, the, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which what? Are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of our archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we what? Ever. So shall we ever be with him, be with the Lord. Wherefore, we're to comfort one another with these words. I like comfort. <laughs> I like a lot of comfort. And these should be comforting words. We're going to be with them forever. All the saints that went before us, all of our loved ones, we're going to be with them. But more importantly, we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be with the Lord forever. We're just here a short time, just a vapor. As the shutters, we, we're, it's just a vapor that we're going to be here. The troubles and trials that we go through, but the best news that you could ever receive in the, our comforting words. I love comfort. So we need to comfort one another with three words. We're going to be with the Lord forever. That's why we come to the house of God. Hear about the one who has preserved his children. He has given his children to his people. The, uh, he executes it. He justifies them. There's nobody who's going to come to them. You know, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who can do it? <laughs> this is your preservation. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It's Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life, is risen again. Nobody can charge you here in this life. Nobody can bring anything to you, he says, according as he has chosen us in Christ Jesus before the world began, that we should be holy and without what? Without blame before him in love. Okay? In John 10, verse 25, I'm going to read to you a little bit. Preservation. What did Brother Tim preach on? I'm going to ask you, Baker, on the way home today, what I spoke on. And I'm going to give it to you right here. Preservation of the saints. He says, John uh, chapter 10, in verse 25, he's talking to some Pharisees. And he says, he says, Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. He said, but ye believe not because you are not of my sheep. Remember, he didn't say you are not because you believe not. He says, you believe not, therefore you are not my sheep. We, this is where election 
God elected a people, he left the rest right where we all were going, straight to the bottom, okay? The bottomless pit. That's where all mankind was going because of Adam's transgression, okay? Because God chose you before the foundation of the world and sovereign election, he chose a limited amount of people that he had, his blood atoned for. That's what that means. This is what it's explaining here. He says, you believe not because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, not the preacher's voice, not your aunt and uncle's voice. They hear his voice, and I know them. He loves them. He has preserved them. This is what's going to happen here in time. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. If it ain't eternal life, then it's never eternal to begin with. So if God has given you eternal life, that's once saved, always saved, okay? You're not going <laughs> to, if you lose eternal life, it was never eternal to begin with. He says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall what? Never perish. We're all going to perish <laughs> as soon as we're born in this life. We're starting to go back to the dust where we were created, but this is a different one. He says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I am a father are one. If anybody is stronger than the Lord Jesus Christ, who has all power in heaven and earth, and he's more powerful than his father, which is in heaven, who gives eternal life, you will never perish, okay? You're never going to perish. You're going to be with each other in the kingdom of God in heavenly places, one in glorious and final day. So comfort one another with these words. It's God who's done it all. He's did the electing. He's did the saving. And he's, going, he's already did the preserver, and it's a done deal. I don't look at a glorified people here tonight, but one day we will be glorified to spend forever and ever and ever. Why? Because the Lord is the master preserver, and he's preserved all of his children. He will not lose any of his sheep. He gives each one of them eternal life here in time. God bless the Lord for being the master preserver.